This week, we're either very skilled or dick-brained with Drop Zone. This is Body Counts and Beer. Hello and welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I am Mark Rosenthal. I am Patrick Bromley. And if my parachute opens, I'm John Rooney. And today we're going to be talking about the 1994 Wesley Snipes Skydivaganza Drop Zone. Wow! Highway to the Drop Zone. Ladies Whoa. and gentlemen, Mr. Kenny Loggins in the studio today. Guys, I really like your podcast, and I realize I don't know what I sound like. <laughs> I have no idea what to impersonate. Is that what we're saying, John? Yes, that's right. From the director of Saturday Night Fever, the writer of High School Musical, and the star of Blade Trinity, comes Drop Zone, a movie about a U.S. Marshal skydiving all over the place to stop Gary Busey from taking shit. Yeah. Also through skydiving. Yeah, <laughs> Gary Busey does a great amount of skydiving. Uh, everybody does like a large quantity of skydiving yeah. in this movie. I'd say this is probably the skydivingest movie I've ever seen. Yeah. It truly was a drop zone. Oh, Ooh. nice. Uh, real quick before we continue and get on to the movie and whatnot, uh, I just want to say that the reason we watched Drop Zone tonight uh, was by a suggestion from one of our listeners out there. Uh, come from the Family Tantrums podcast. So, Kate and Vinny, Vinny and Kate, thank you for listening and thank you for suggesting Drop Zone because it's fucking awesome. awesome. It's so good. <laughs> it's real yeah. good. This movie is the wind beneath my really, really saggy, baggy air suit. <laughs> I never knew that I wanted to uh, float on the wind like a bird for 20 seconds until I saw this movie. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so Drop Zone begins, like all movies do, with muscly guys in a jail. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack, I think it also should be pointed out, made entirely of sweet guitar intros for your favorite Knight Rider song. Yeah. I think you mean Night Ranger? No, nope, Knight Rider. <laughs> Kit was a great solo artist. Once he lost that Hasselhoff dead weight. Uh, you've never heard a guitar solo until you've heard it played with tires. <laughs> so it begins in a jail and we're introduced to uh, uh, the main character, or not the main character, one of the main villains. His name is Earl Leedy, played by the immortal Michael Jeter. He is the cutest little prisoner ever. <laughs> he has cats. He's got a couple of cute little kitties that live in a weird sewer great near the prison. Yeah. And then he's about to get stabbed. Yeah. Shivved with a radio knife. He, yeah. Which is going to be the name of my sweet indie band. Shivved radio by a radio knife? knife. Yep. <laughs> no, shivved by. Yes. It's important shivved to put by the first a radio it's like, knife. It's like a, a Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. <laughs> shivved oh. by a radio knife. Oh, okay, excellent. I would listen to this band, actually. I'd, I'd like, a lot of times too. these are just jokes, but shivved by a radio knife sounds right yeah. up my alley. We album. do a lot of uh, absurd-inspired, Dada-esque sort of personal lyrics about what's Ooh. going on in my life, and uh, some sconic... Sconic. Yeah. Some sconic. <laughs> Some skunky sonic sconic landscapes. Oh, buddy. You had me at Donna S. <laughs> it sounds like you're just starting a really shitty version of the fucking, um... Ah, oh, what's that shitty band with the shitty guys from Oklahoma in it? Oh, they the do, Beatles. No, no. They're like the Beatles, but shittier. They do... Oh, Oklahoma. Th- Oh, uh, so they're from Oklahoma. Wayne Coyne is the lead singer. The band Kansas? Uh, the... S- 
true psychedelic. They the she don't use jelly. Do you realize? Audience, uh, just yell the name of this band <laughs> yeah, right. that Mark is thinking of loudly into the wind, <laughs> and it shall be carried to us. They did that, which song. will prevent Mark from having the stroke he's currently having. <laughs> they did that song with Miley Cyrus, though. Oh wow! Oh, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus? Yeah, yeah <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, anyways, it sounds like you're doing a shitty version of that band. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing a shitty Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> Later, you when someone footnotes it. this episode, we'll get that. <laughs> then we are introduced to the brothers Terry and Pete Nessip. Uh, played by Malcolm Jamal Warner, and of course our star, Wesley Snipes. Uh, and they're driving to this jail and just having a cute little conversation like brothers do, yeah. needling each other about their sex lives. Yeah, and all the blind dates that Wesley Snipes gets set up on. Yeah. Well, because he wears those sunglasses all the time. Yeah, well, I mean, it was it was fashionable. He's mistaken for blind? I don't know if that joke scans. No, <laughs> I got that. I got that. I was cool. with you. No, I know, it's, it's the Elton John glasses with the uh, shades on the side. No, that he goes through you. like nine different sunglasses in this movie and none of them look quite right on his head. Yeah. And like five pairs of pants from a much larger man. <laughs> well, to be fair, this was the, the early to mid-90s uh, yeah. when harem pants were in style for all. For all. For all. Not just women in harems. Yes. <laughs> and your khakis came with extra pleats. Yeah. Peter and Terry are told by the guy who runs this jail that the cute little prisoner has to be transferred to this other jail and they're U.S. Marshals and they're going to take him on this plane and they're going to uh, take him to this jail. So while they're on the plane... Now this sounds like the entire rest of the movie is going to be them trying to get him through the drop zone out of danger to where he needs to testify against some drug dealers. Right, exactly. Except this is still the intro to the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The hot guitar licks have not even stopped yet. No. That's right. Uh, so they're on the plane, and then we start seeing some suspicious characters get on the plane, including one Mr. Gary Busey. Yeah. Now, Gary Busey plays a really bizarre mind game with uh, one of the flight hosts, where he says, you know, hey, I'm afraid of flying, can I have some water to take this sedative? And you think, like, ooh, this must be part of his clever chess master plan to hijack the plane. But no, he, I guess, just... Took a sedative? Yeah, he does yeah. appear to just need a sedative for that first part. He's a little yeah. tuckered out. Yeah. It's been a long drive to the airport. Well, well, not only that, but he's got a whole character he's playing. He's kind of bumbling when he's putting his luggage away. Yeah. He's wearing his dork glasses. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, the sleeves on his suit end at his elbow. Yeah. yeah, of course. Well, again, this was the mid to early, mid to late nine, mid to early 90s when... <laughs> We're going to save you the step of having to roll up your suit jacket <laughs> sleeves That's for right. your open mic night. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. All sleeves were cut off. Off three quarter lengths. Everybody knows that it's called the the uh, uh, the Crockett. Yeah, <laughs> you were just killing it with the references today, buddy. <laughs> hey, man, at least I got that one without like thirty minutes of hemming and hawing. Uh, by the way, Talking Heads was the name of the band. You it's were not looking talking, for. Heads, talking Heads. No, it's uh, 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 Saint Vincent. No, from they're American and they're from Oklahoma and Wayne Coyne. Is <laughs> oh, uh, Blue Oyster Cult. No, they're <laughs> from the nineties. Wayne Coyne. Wayne Coyne is the lead singer of the band. I've seen them live. No, at no, the- everybody, put your internet away. We are not looking this <laughs> yeah, up. We yeah, are we only refused. going to continue to tease Mark about it, <laughs> yeah. infuriating the I don't know two listeners we yeah, have left. Yeah. <laughs> we record this on a Vitrola, so. <laughs> 
Well, I was always under the impression that we just stowed these away in our vault. I didn't realize <laughs> that we were releasing these to the public until we got suggestions. No. Uh, by the way, don't tell us how to do our job, Internet. Yeah. <laughs> we're pressing records over here. <laughs> Gary Busey and his gang of sky thugs attack the plane. And it's up to Wesley Snipes and Malcolm Jamal Warner to save them. They do a pretty terrible job. <laughs> well, because they immediately start shooting, and it's worth noting that I don't know how they did this, but the terrorists hid handguns inside the backs of, of the, the plane, plane seats? seats. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they must have had access to the plane ahead of time, or or like worked at a plane seat factory. Yeah. It's a real. It's a real long con. <laughs> Gary Busey. I went to college. He studied engineering. He got a job at Boeing. <laughs> Worked his way up to seat engineering. So the terrorists attack uh, Wesley Snipes. But not before uh, they give a very courteous notification to the pilots. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Wesley Snipes is taken to the uh, the pilots, uh, 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 the, the, place, <laughs> the place where the pilot lives, <laughs> sleeps, and eats all of his meals. Uh, it's the place. Uh, it's, a, it's, a pit, it's a pit of some kind. Is it a... a uh, Chicken pit. <laughs> guys, I think we need to take Mark to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cockpit, I yes. think is the word. Drawbridge. They I think take you're looking Wesley for drawbridge. Snipes because Malcolm Jamal Warner is still asleep, so they only take Wesley Snipes. Right. So right. Wesley Snipes uh, gets a nice little courteous message saying, hey, we're taking over your plane, bro. Just a heads up. And so when he starts walking back out, boosting the terrorist attack, Malcolm Jamal Warner is immediately shot in the in the lung. Uh, and but he stays alive long enough to shoot several terrorists. Yeah, and to save a little save girl. Save a little girl. Um, but it's too little, too late, and the terrorists blow open the door to the plane, and they all skydive away. Yeah, they they snatch up uh, the witness. Uh, that was being transported. Yeah. They bite off his finger for reasons I never fully understood. I think it's to get the handcuffs off him so they can squeeze his hand through. I mean, you could just wait until you're, like, on the ground, I guess? Don't you tell Gary Busey how to do his job. No, you're now. right. Sorry, yeah. Buse. Yeah. Also, you know what? Uh, they didn't get to ride the full flight. They never came around with the food cart. Maybe he was oh. hungry. <laughs> yeah, true, true. That's true. In fact, the food cart gets used as a weapon. Yeah, it gets knocked over, knocks over one of the terrorists by mistake. That food cart gets more kills in this scene than Wesley Snipes does. <laughs> Wesley Snipes does finally get a kill when he lets his brother get sucked out of the plane, Ooh. though. Yeah. Yeah, it's real rough, too, because he's got him. Uh, he's holding onto him by the arm. His brother is, you know, his most of his body is outside of the plane getting dragged, and it's that classic, you know, I got you, I got you. Uh, but then his brother's... Shirt sleeve rips off completely, and uh, yeah. Which is why all of us Hudsucker Proxy fans get the double stitching. (laughs) That's right. Uh, I will say this scene had absolutely no effect on me. It felt like it was supposed to be really suspenseful, but I was not in the drama. I want to tell our listeners something we've known, Mark and I, for years, and that is John is a heartless, soulless monster. John, anytime in a movie when a brother is taken out, John is just like, meh, whatever. I don't think you understand this. I am a machine that runs on Star Wars quotes. (laughs) Input and output, by the way. That explains why you weren't functional from 99 to 2003. I I was dormant. (laughs) The plane lands, the terrorists get away, and Wesley Snipes is Pete. Which, by the way, that is the worst name for a Wesley Snipes character. Pete? Pete? Pete no. Nessip. 
Absolutely Pete Nessup? not. You know, Pete Nessup is the janitor that you kind of know. <laughs> you politely nod to in your office job. <laughs> to be fair, Nessup, anagram for snipes. So it is. Yeah. Wow. That's hey, worse, I actually. almost punched the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> I got unreasonably angry at that fact. Yeah, that's terrible news. Don't blame me. Blame the writer of High School Musical. <laughs> I do, frequently. Yeah, for lots of things, but I'm adding this to the list. <laughs> What's so, Pete an anagram for? Teep? We did it, guys. Yeah. Good work, everybody. We are not going to top that joke. Pack it in. Edit. Great, now that anyway. we're done with the podcast, <laughs> they're this band from Oklahoma. It's a bunch of white guys. They do psychedelic music. Oh, um, oh uh, Pete Seeger. No. Velvet um, Underground. No, not quite that old. 90s. Uh, do you realize? Uh, Nico Case and the Velvet Underground. Oh, oh not even close. Whoa, did Nico Case do an album with the Velvet Underground? Uh, n- no, oh. Nico did. Nico Case is, I'm now remembering, is a different <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a different so, person. So, former DEA agent. <laughs> Former DEA agent Ty Montcrief, played by Gary Busey. Which, why is that not the name of Wesley Snipes' character? Right? Ty Montcrief is yeah. a badass name. Pete Nassip should be the name of Gary Busey. Meanwhile, Wesley Snipes is going all over the place trying to figure out like how this was pulled off. Yeah. And he's got a sweet little crime lab in his house all mm-hmm. set up yeah. with just like paperwork. He's like, see, they did this out of a 727 20 years ago. And I went to go go talk to this army guy. And the army guy's like, nah, you can't jump out of a plane and do that. And he's like, well, bleh. <laughs> but what if I wanted to? And the army guy was like, well, you'd either have to be dead or a dickhead. Yeah. And I happen to know a dickhead. And that leads us... To the drop zone. Danger zone. Wait, wrong, wrong one. Uh, guys, guys. we're we're gonna be releasing our companion app that edits out any decibel high enough to do that. (laughs) Just make sure you've got your uh, your sound check activated on your podcast. So Wesley Snipes gets referred to a a, the ex wife of one of the evil skydivers. Uh, an, an ex-con skydiver herself, her name is Jessie Crossman, played by Yancey Butler, who you might know from Witchblade or Hard Target, a movie we will definitely we watch someday. Yeah, no, Hard Target, that's important. It's like Denise Richards and Kathy Ireland formed one, yeah. like, Zord, and that Zord <laughs> was taken away by Ivanus, yeah. and then the Power Rangers had to go find the Great yeah. Power, and then they yeah. were given Yancey Butler. Yeah, so and anyway, Yancey uh, Butler can act. Wesley, yes. <laughs> so Wesley Snipes uh, goes up to, to Yancey and says, uh, hey, what can I do with this ooze? She said, I don't know, show it to your parents. <laughs> so Wrong podcast, John. Uh, Sorry, I Zach Morris timed out for a second and I think I am displaced in time like Slaughterhouse-Five. <laughs> Zach Morris just, was never am, a slider. He never slid. I know, I should not have risen to his mantle. I was unprepared. <laughs> I am now unmoored in the space-time continuum. Oh, man. Uh, you aspired to Zach Moore's level power. Don't when we you, all? When you only had a C. Slater level power. <laughs> <laughs> You're a great wrestler, but you can't travel in time! <laughs> what I love about that is A.C. Slater was paired up uh, with that woman in high school, and she was, like, her, her defining character trait was, like, I believe in strong women empowerment. Yeah. I, I don't believe in machismo bullshit. Mm-hmm. And A.C. Slater's like, whatever, I burp fart jokes and wrestle a whole bunch. Women yeah. are dumb. But did you see his biceps, though? Yeah, to be fair. Yeah. 
yeah, no, I mean, she said all that stuff, but then he had to ask which way his beach ball went, and then she was swept off her feet. <laughs> These are really deep cuts. <laughs> Also, like, who is she gonna go for? Zach or or uh, what's your name? This is a school that consists Screech? of exactly five students. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's, there's six. There's six students. Yeah, and then a bunch of extras. Yeah, Pete Nassup, played by Wesley Snipes, rolls into the drop zone and he meets Yancey <laughs> Butler. Oh, man. I do love how this is introduced because she is teaching skydiving lessons. So the first thing we see is a classic grease monkey working away on an engine. Yeah, saying like, "Oh boy, this lady." a big handful, yeah. Wesley Snipes. You better buckle up and get ready for her attitude. That's right. Uh, we and are then introduced to the drunkest plane landing ever <laughs> committed to film. By Rizzo. Yeah. From uh, uh, Summer Nights. By the, what yeah. I'm going to call this by musical. Gro- yeah, by grown up Rizzo from Greece, played by uh, Laura Palmer's mother from yeah, Twin Peaks. Yeah. Palmer. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, she is drunk. She has a pink plane and a pink scarf and a hot leather jacket. Now what's great is she is so drunk that it looks like the plane is drunk. Yeah. It is bobbing and yeah. swerving around. It is not passing passing a breathalyzer test. We would have to wait to Pixar to get planes doing that kind of thinking. <laughs> it's literally like grumbling on the way down. Yeah. The and plane it is, itself is going like, ugh. <laughs> it's so it lands kind of just barely by the grace of the screenwriter and then the <laughs> engine immediately explodes. Yeah. A big black ball of smoke. Uh, and out comes a big tumbling mess of uh, Linda Palmer fury. <laughs> that's right, Susan's mom from Seinfeld is angry at Grease Monkey character. Yeah. That's because George bought the wrong envelopes. Right. <laughs> the cheap glue. This so, is what she did after the divorce. <laughs> so, uh, Wesley Snipes uh, meets Yancey Butler's character, and she's obviously not happy with a cop walking into her office. Yeah. But she does give him a free beer. She yeah, that's true. Well, she's like, I don't true. like cops. Here's a beer. Well, because be here's the thing. A, a police officer cannot legally arrest you if he has been given a beer. <laughs> I mean, it was also a fresh can of America, though. True. That's true. Very true. Name brand product placement Budweiser on that. <laughs> oh, man. We are going to get so American by the end of this oh, podcast. Yeah. It Soup. is amazing. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Gary Busey and his gang of evil skydivers are using little computer nerdy man to, their plan is this. They're going to skydive into a DEA building, uh, steal the identities of DEA agents that are undercover around the world, and then sell them to the highest bidder. Now, yeah. before they do this, they have to acclimate commu- uh, computer nerd to skydiving. So there's about eight different scenes of them strapping him to another skydiver while he screams and pees his pants. Yes! yeah, And then they throw him out of a plane and get him used to it. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they take him down, and he's just like, I can't do it, it's the jump! And he's, Buse is like, fucking do it again. Train him up. He's like, he can't do it again. Uh, he's like, fucking do it again. <laughs> I like that moment of, like, mercy from the other henchmen. Yeah, one of the other henchmen Gary like, Busey, you've gone too far, he yeah. needs his rest. Goon 4 says this guy needs half a day off. And it's just like, for me, I'd have been, instead of being like, he can't handle anymore, I'd be like, hey man... Plane fuel's not cheap, bro. <laughs> we can't keep landing and taking off like this. Also, when they execute the plan, the nerdy computer guy is not given his own parachute. Never. No, there's yeah. no reason for him to get acclimated to the skyways no, they have at to all. Do it anyway, because they're jumping, they don't want him shitting bricks, even though he's tandem jumping. I mean, I guess, but like, just don't feed him the day before, like surgery. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Listeners, I'd like to reintroduce you to something Mark and I have known for years. 
which is that John is a soulless, heartless monster. <laughs> Don't feed him for a day. Just hang him up from the ceiling. He'll be fine. His treat when he hacks the computer is a cliff bar. <laughs> Damn. The only reason John's functioning today is because he watched Empire Strikes oh, Back last night. I am so not joining your terrorist cell ever. God. Guys, it's going to be great. I won't feed you. And uh, who has dead brothers? Because you're pussies. <laughs> So, Wesley Snipes and Yancey Butler, uh, she refuses to talk to him unless he comes up for jump. So they take her up into a plane, yeah. he goes up into a plane, and they're like having a little conversation, he's trying to get information, and she's explaining like, you know, yeah, Jagger, my ex-boyfriend, he could do this, and they could totally do that. Which, but... like, hold on, Jagger is another much better name for Wesley Snipes' character. Yeah, everybody True. in this movie has a better name So it's not, it's not that the screenwriter couldn't think of a better name, it's just that he pointedly didn't. Right. Well, I feel like Wesley Snipes was maybe originally supposed to be like Richard Karn instead. <laughs> it, was it was just like Al Borland playing Pete Nissip. It was originally written for Albert Brooks. <laughs> right? Yeah. Was late changes. This was modern romance. He was at the height of his power. He had a friendly guy named Pete who had to jump out of planes all of a sudden. So, she, uh, they're in the plane and they're talking and he's like, oh, well, you know, blah, 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 you gotta tell me. And she's like, you gotta jump. And he's like, I don't want to do that. And she's like... Too bad. She pulls a secret lever on the plane, and it unlocks a, bomb a, a wacky trap door. A yeah. wacky trap door. And she sends Wesley Snipes plummeting to his death. With no parachute. He's no, he's not, not wearing No, he's not wearing a parachute in the first fall. He's, well, he's not wearing one. Suit. That's why she has to go down and get him, because yeah. he doesn't have one. Right. He's just in the harness. Yeah, she dives down. Uh, and there's a bunch of sweet skydiving and shit. Yeah, like, I will say, the skydiving stunts in this movie are absolutely incredible. Yes. Top notch. Yeah, yeah, all the skydiving stuff in this movie is great. Incidentally, the story for the film was written by two skydivers, which explains why it's a little, like, incoherent. <laughs> uh, but and why, why all the stunts are kick-ass. It's also definitely yeah. trying to push a subculture of skydivers that I don't think ever existed. Yeah, no, where yeah. The skydiving culture in this movie is kind of like hackers. I was going to say, yeah. they're trying yeah. to do what hackers did for hacking, yeah. or what the video game Skater Die did yeah. for skating. <laughs> Um, so anyway, they're free-falling through the air, and uh, Yancey does, like, three forward, f- like, rolls in yeah, midair and grabs Wesley Snipes with her legs, yeah. like an yeah. eagle swooping up some yeah. prey. With her talons, and then she blows the uh, parachute, and they come to safety. They land into the uh, Into a fog. Yeah, they <laughs> land in the fog. And Wesley Snipes gets up, he's very upset, and he shows his displeasure by punching a woman in the face! Yeah. <laughs> he then turns yeah. around and punches her in the face. Yeah. He's Which, straight up, and it's not like a little, like, no. love tap, it's a straight up... No, she like, goes hook. down. Like, it's a broken jaw. And her response, which I love, is she fucking laughs she it off. She laughs. Yep. She laughs so she hard. She is laughing before she hits the ground. <laughs> Oh, that's right. She almost manslaughtered that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and so he punched her in the face. Half a second of... And by the way, after she pulls the trapdoor lever, she talks to Linda Palmer for like two seconds. Yes. Yeah. She has a little she has conversation, a little conversation yeah. about going down to rescue him. Yeah. Maybe she has to go. 
Meanwhile, it's actually a lot like a role reversal of uh, from the Mummy, where Brendan Fraser is constantly putting the uh, Rachel Vice in danger. Yes, right. Except in this case, it's Yancey putting Yancey Wesley Bob. Snipes in danger and then laughing at his frightenness. <laughs> Don't worry, listeners. We'll eventually remember her last name. Yancey Butler. There we yeah, go. There it is. She plays Jesse. Crossman. Yeah. Crossman. Again, better name. Yeah. Way better. better name, yeah. Actually. Yeah. 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 Crossman's Crossman. got a better name. Though we still haven't gotten to the best name in the game yet, and we will. I don't want to. I don't want to. Of course. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to ruin So at this point, the terrorists, uh, they find themselves their buyer, and they basically explain to them, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go steal this DEA information, and to prove we can do it, we'll do one for free. And cut to the awesome heist sequence, yeah. how they do this thing. So they skydive out of a plane. They're all wearing, uh, like, like security guard outfits. Yeah, like cop uniforms. Yeah. They dive onto this building. They infiltrate and, like, take out a couple cops. Like, just point blank, yeah. shoot them in the gut. Yeah. It's really awesome. And they sneak in. They steal this information. And there's hacking and evidence now, here's tampering. Where, here's the one thing I will never forgive this movie for. There is a lot of computer hacking. There's a lot of glitchy computer screens. There's a lot of fizzy noises. Not a single leet hack virus screen. <laughs> that is there's true. There's no laughing skull. There is no flaming arrow. There is there's no, no acid burn. There is no crash override. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Nobody ever needs to hack the mainframe. No one has to get into the Gibson. <laughs> no one needs to get a hard line into the central network. Alright, this is the second time you've done that exact same quote from Hackers on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I've got it recorded here on my playback feature. It's right underneath Poochie explanations and Star Wars quotes. John, turn off your podcasting device. Oh, Stop sticking it in front of the microphone. We've got a cycle of subroutines. <laughs> Guys, I need to dump my ram. <laughs> that is not a euphemism. <laughs> my gigabytes hurt. I don't know computers. <laughs> Listening audience, I just pulled a lever on my biplane and he fell through a trapdoor of goofiness. <laughs> so what happens and That's next? the end of the podcast. Oh no, no. This is when uh, she tells Wesley Snipes that if if he wants her help, she has to he has to pony up fifteen grand. He has to sponsor her and her plane for the DC drop yeah. zone jump fest. Right. Usually you just make your friend who runs that juice fast company do that. <laughs> now well, here the reason is where... the reason why she's very upset about this is because she finds out her ex-boyfriend, Jagger, who was part of the evil crew, yeah. is killed by Busey when Busey they doing a training jump. When Busey throws him into an electrical transformer and electrocutes him to death. Yeah. All because Wesley Snipes talked to a little girl who kind of gave up his information. And what I love is when they land, everyone is, of course, very horrified by this. And Gary Busey could not be more pumped. He literally is like, ha ha, that's what happened to you. Like We're four strong. (laughs) And you're forgetting the classic sound for all Gary Busey uh, appearances on scene, which is... He is master of the excited clap. <laughs> That's right, kids. Put away your Tom Cruise on Oprah memes. No. Gary Busey has got you covered. Yeah. That's right. Put away your Brendan Fraser at the Golden Globes going, ah, memes. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Busey, one clap. Yeah. Look it up. I'm sure it's on the YouTube or the Vimeo or other websites with... Mark it's knows a band, It's a band from Oklahoma. <laughs> it's a bunch of white guys. 
She don't use jelly. Okay, uh, all right. Fight oh, Soul Asylum. No, no, no. The Blind Melon. Who? Blind Melon? No. Uh, Blink One Eighty Two. No. Guns uh, and Roses. No. Uh, in between Blink One Eighty Two and Guns and Roses, somewhere in there. Uh, that Santana song that that horse danced to in the Olympics. <laughs> Uh, it's called Dressage, John. <laughs> and still no. Moving on. Wesley Snipes sells his sweet convertible to get the money, and they're off to Drop Zone. And what I love is Wesley Snipes is really unhappy because now he has to ride a really cool motorcycle yeah. like a nerd, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Only nerds rode motorcycles. But she's got to assemble a team first. Yeah, and this is where we meet her team. There's bald mustache guy, yeah. <laughs> who we and never get a name for. No, but he's got a great bald head and a mustache. That's yeah, true. and he nice. is just absolutely into this. He is down for some drops. And he's then the friends. Guy. And then we're, we're going to meet. We get, no. we get the kid. Yeah. The, the, oh yeah, the, the, the just kid. The grease monkey. The grease kid. monkey. He's going to fill in for yeah. somebody. He's got hoop dreams. Yeah, yeah he he's played by uh, Parker Lewis. Can't lose. Can't lose. Um, and then she goes. Yeah. The star of the film oh, appears. Man. Swoop! Ladies and gentlemen, we give unto you Da Swoop. <laughs> and I don't mean like Daryl Swoop Johnson. I mean Swoop. First name, last name. It's like Madonna. So it, they cut to basically this giant office building uh, in the middle of Florida, and uh, Yancey is peering over the edge of the building yelling, Swoop! Swoop! Uh, a lot. Like, a lot. five a minutes lot. of yeah. Swoop. Right. Well, it's a large building. And we find out that Swoop is uh, just a humble window washer by yeah. trade. Is he? I thought he was just, like, a homeless guy sleeping on that no, window no. washer. He had body. a squeegee. He had a squirt bottle. Yeah. He was definitely... And he like I said, he sounds like a homeless guy just that's sleeping on that platform. Yeah. That's her yeah. before uh, before uh, fucking de Blasio kicked out all the homeless people from New York skyscrapers. <laughs> scratch your building if you didn't throw him a few bucks. De Blasio. He's like Giuliani all over again. <laughs> they convince Swoop to join the team because they're going to pay for his jumps. and They're going to pay for his jumps and give him a free t-shirt. And yeah. a free t-shirt, of course. And then they go to offer him a help up, but oh no, oh no, he falls off the platform. Swoop, we just met you, no! His only crime was being too Swoop. <laughs> but now, he's got a parachute, it's totally cool because he's fucking Swoop! To put this in context, anytime we mention Swoop, imagine Chris Pratt. Yeah. Because right. that is who yeah. this guy is. It's actually a young Kyle Secor, which you may know from a myriad of television shows. He's really great. Yeah. He's, he's the unsung the hero of this movie. So we go. Oh, no. He is very song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it feels like this movie was shown to the net or yeah, to the network. To the movie network. Yes. Yeah. Like how they do. To yeah, to, to, to <laughs> Ted Turner came in that day to, to the watch Hollywood all Broadcasting movies. Company. <laughs> He had to watch all movies and give a thumbs up or thumbs down to determine their release schedule. Yeah. Uh, no, but it feels like the uh, the executive saw a rough cut of the movie and Swoop was in like one or two scenes and they said, Hey, that Swoop really pops. Give me more of that Swoop. That Swoop's got it. <laughs> that kid's going places. The place is straight to the top of the box office. He's got pump pizzazz. Who? wow. <laughs> I like that it went from generic network executive to Al Pacino. I, li- I like to think of it as like a weird circus ringmaster. <laughs> Don't be a first to me. Come see Swoop. Now in the center ring. Diving over elephants. As if those were mutually exclusive. <laughs> True enough. True enough. So they go to Drop Zone in DC. Drop Zone! And first 
day. There's, there's a couple of training montages. Yeah, there's a big long training montage set to the sweet uh, Drop Zone theme song by NXS. And we kind of see Wesley Snipes as training to be an alternate with the team so he can jump with them to stop this robbery. Uh, and he's delightfully terrible at it yeah, at first. Yeah, he is. So bad. But by the end, he's almost tolerable. Almost. Uh, now, it's, uh, I think it's, a, is it at this point that we see some of the uh, the evil team doing their yes. skydive? Yeah, so and the evil uh, team, fucking Gary Busey does a weird corkscrew in the middle of the air. A free yeah. dive corkscrew, yeah. yeah, just for shits and giggles. It yeah. is yeah. so good. Well, yeah. and it's at this point that they do this little, like, uh, it's basically the qualifying rounds to get into the final 24-person uh, firework jam skydiving yeah. sesh at the end. And to save the observatory. Yes, of yeah. course. Uh, and what happens is Swoop to the rescue uh, gets back at some of the evil skydivers. Because well, one of the evil skydivers was uh, giving the kids some shit. Yeah, gave he's yeah. like, "You'll never be a real diver." And, and pulled then, his parachute yeah. and pulled him on the ground. It was terrible. Yeah, it was yeah. real mean. It was real, real '90s bully. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> he slapped the trapper keeper right out of his hand and said, Hey, nerd, go back to Dungeons and Dragons, you dork. Yeah, and bad. then he taped up his glasses <clears throat> with a little bit of masking tape and got back on that parachute horse. Yeah. Swoop literally had to hold the kid back and he's like, No, no, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Not yeah. now. Yeah. Not now. And Swoop gets his own vengeance during the, the, the skydiving tribunal <laughs> yeah. Yeah. during the during the trial of sky skydiving yeah. uh swoop uh cuts off his fucking he goes parachute. underneath the the guy who had done that they're all diving the together bullet. swoop swoops underneath yeah. that yeah, guy uh, so that his parachute is directly underneath Bully character, and he cuts his chute off, wrapping Bully character up in that newly cut uh, fucking Shoot. parachute. Yeah. Now, what we call manslaughter and yeah. attempted murder is actually called gift wrapping yeah. in the skydiving community. It's just a little fun, you know. The announcers, play. the announcers, just like, well, looks like someone's getting a gift wrap, yeah. and it's like, it looks like somebody's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Now at this point, oh no, Swoop! You've just uh, you've cut your ear off to spite your face. You're going to die now, no question. Wrong. Swoop grows another ear because he's got a backup parachute. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Bam. So, so I just want to make that clear: he has no nose and three ears. Correct. Excellent. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Who needs to smell when you can hear extra hard? Who yeah. needs to hear when you can swoop? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So they're having this big giant box social up for all the all the skydiverinos. Sadie um, Hawkins dance. Yeah, yeah. All the lady skydivers ask out the male skydivers. Course, That's how it yeah. works. No, uh, and while they're there, uh, Swoop goes to the bathroom to you know do the '90s thing in the movie where someone goes to the bathroom, and a couple of the evil skydivers—that <laughs> <laughs> old staple of '90s culture—'90s kids will remember going to the bathroom. Look, name one movie before 1990 or after 1999 where someone goes to the bathroom in a movie. You can't do it. Mm. Moving on, Swoop mm. goes to that the bathroom. Something that only happens in the '90s. <laughs> Crimson Peak has nope. a pretty brutal bathroom scene. Took place in the '90s. Uh, Eastern Promises had a bathroom no, sequence. Nobody went to the bathroom. They were just fighting in the bathroom. <laughs> Swoop goes into the bathroom and he's about to have a pee when the evil skydivers jump him and they start beating the shit out of Swoop. Yeah, yeah they definitely curb stomp him American History X style. It's it real is really brutal. brutal. Well, thankfully there's no curb for that, but yeah, they pretty much I mean, do. Yeah, he gets his face kicked in. It's yeah, real gross. It's, bad. it's I mean, ugh. 
And there's so, not a lot of physical damage, but the sound design is working overtime yeah. to really give you those crunchy, oh, yeah. pulpy hits. And so Wesley Snipes has to pretend to go to the bathroom yeah. to get in. He does in. an adorable pee-pee dance <laughs> in yeah, front of the bathroom door, which is currently being guarded by evil henchmen. Yeah, and that's right. He takes out first evil henchman with a punch to the groin. Yep. And, then and he, he says, this will make you unconscious? Yes. Which, Something like no, that. It no, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Because also him. it wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. So he walks in and he proceeds to beat the shit out of the two evil skydiver guys and then the third when he comes after him. Well, it is a terrific fight sequence because one of the bad guys has a beard so Wesley Snipes grabs onto the beard just to hold the guy up while he gives him some face punches. Yes. Uh, Now other guy is, oh no, he's back up and ready to brawl. So Wesley Snipes cuts the lighting fixture that swings down and slams him right in the face. Oh, that was oh, such a good yeah. hit. It was dumb. Oh, that guy takes delightful. two He takes two fluorescent bulbs right no, to the face. face. And here's the thing. He doesn't <clears throat> die there. No, he gets up. But he's probably going to die in a few years from cancer <laughs> yeah. from the fluorescent yeah. light bulbs. Yeah. Uh, so he gets him down to just one bad guy, kind of the, the main-ish bad guy who's not Gary Busey. Uh, who finds a beer bottle, gives it a light, gentle tap on the porcelain sink, and it shatters into a shiv. Uh, And Wesley Snipes is scared for about three seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And then the guy goes to stab, and he just slams his face right through a bathroom stall, and then punches him about four times and knocks him out. Yeah, it is a lot like a... I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Star Trek 3, The Search for Spock, where Kirk just starts punching the Klingon bad guy, saying, I am so sick of you. Yeah. It is really satisfying. (laughs) It's a great fight. Somebody get that guy a medal for a Star Trek reference. For once once in his life. Are you feeling all right, Jeff? Oh, man, my midichlorians are acting up. This is rough. There we go. This is real rough. There we go. And this is the one we call the stroke episode. (laughs) The evil bad guys, skydivers, are beat up by Wesley Snipes, and Wesley Snipes goes back. Oh, and then I also, is- I, I don't know when to fit this in, but it's also definitely worth noting that the evil skydivers, not only are they evil bank rob, not bank robbing, but like DEA information yeah. robbing. They're also the only skydiving team that looks to have corporate sponsorship. That's right. <laughs> They drive the skydiving branded <laughs> yeah. plane. Everyone else has like a personalized small single propeller plane. Yeah. They have like a jet with yeah. branding all over it. So they are the rich kids from the uh, other side of the lake. At the <laughs> yeah, that's right. They've won like, the they skydiving competition the- every summer. <laughs> like they just could not be more evil yeah. at any point. Yeah. As defined by the 1990s, of course. Yeah, of course, right. It is great. Yeah. And, like, it works. It shouldn't work. It should feel like, fuck you, movie, don't tell me how to feel. Right. But, like, I totally yeah. love these bad guys getting their comeuppance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of where we are. Like, basically, like, at this point, that's the well, big... No. They're going to go, because to get their, their vengeance for the uh, for the fight they lost in the bathroom, oh, yeah, there's they a go very cut Jess Crossman's parachute. They That's don't right. think it's Jess Crossman's. No, 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 no they no, do. You're right. And you're right. it is. Yes. And it is. I'm but sorry, then I got confused. She gives it to Lance Can't Lose Parker because he's feeling like he might lose. Right. And then... Do you, wait, I'm sorry, did you say Lance Can't Lose Parker? <laughs> What's his actual name? I have no idea who this guy is. The actor, the actress's name is Corin Nemec. The show's called Parker Lewis Can't Lose. You weren't correct at all. <laughs> who the, what is Can't Lose Lewis Parker? No, Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Uh, Devo. Lewis. Is it Devo? It's, it's not Devo. Devo. Is it Devo? No, look. 
Parker Lewis Can't Lose was a TV show that was loosely based off Ferris Bueller's Day Off. What? But they couldn't call it Ferris Bueller's Day Off because there was already a Ferris Bueller's Day Off TV show that starred Jennifer Aniston as the as the sister and some guy as fucking Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller, the TV show, didn't even last a season. Parker Lewis got two. It's actually surprisingly decent. And the name of that band is not Devo. But you, <laughs> so you know all of that. You can recall that at the just drop of a hat. You know the lead singer is Wayne Coyne. Yes. But you don't know that it's called The Flaming Lips. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You named three of their albums and like nine of their songs, and we are now an hour into this podcast, and I had to give you their name. We are 44 minutes into this podcast, maybe less with editing, who knows? <laughs> and it's just getting started. And the lips are By funny. which I mean, smash cut to the opening credits of Drop Zone. Yeah, actually, we really don't have much left here. So, uh, it's time for the Drop Zone, the big competition. So, well, Peter no, we Lewis. Have not, we have dangling plot no, right yeah, 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 Peter, Peter Lewis, uh, he jumps out. Parker Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> he jumps out of the plane. His yeah. shoe doesn't pull. That's true. Flaming Lips jumps out of the yeah, plane. Yeah. He can't open his shoe. His yeah. shame doesn't, so, Swoop cuts his own shoe and dives down to get him, helps him cut his shoe, and then tries to pull out the second shoe. Which is also tangled and fucked up, and so he just hits the water really hard. But to be fair, Swoops is a big time hero. Swoops literally does everything he can to save this kid. And And it's not for Swoops. This kid's probably dead. Now, again, this whole sequence feels a bit like a studio note because there is swelling operatic music as this kid hits the water. He is 100% dead. They pull him out of the water. He is not moving. He is 100% dead. Yancey Uh, Butler's pushing on his chest. Yancey Butler pushes aside two EMP paramedics (laughs) to start just punching him in the chest. Electromagnetic pulse paramedics? (laughs) EMP EMP paramedics? paramedics. Yeah. Is that what it is? No wonder none of their equipment works because they're giving off electromagnetic she had to punch him in the chest to bring him back to yeah, life. Right. They can't shock him. <laughs> yeah, dude, they were it turns out It turns out that he wasn't choking to death. He had a pacemaker yeah, and those right. little assholes shorted it out. Yeah, they, they detonated a nuke in the atmosphere. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, worse than a hunger in the <laughs> So Parker Lewis can't lose, gets resuscitated <laughs> by Yancey Butler, Yancey the Witchblade Butler. Well, it's yeah. great because the entire time she is resuscitating him, he is the worst actor yeah. in history. He is barely concealing a smile the yeah, whole time. Yeah, his eyes are twitching, <laughs> he's breathing. definitely not dead. Yeah. And I, to her, I mean, I gotta say, Yancey Butler, great in this movie. Oh, she sells it. And she's really selling it, and he's giving her nothing. Yeah. He's like, ew. He's yeah. all chuckles and spit uh, out. Now, and yeah, exactly. So at this point, the studio executive said, "You cannot kill that character." He spits out water and immediately just starts having full conversations yeah. with everyone. He is a hundred percent okay. Swoop and bald mustache are going to go with him to the hospital, but he's like, "No, you guys gotta jump." Yeah, and they're like, "All right, yeah, peace. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> jump. we'll see you later, Jello." Meanwhile, Yancey Butler has finally figured out what's going on. 
Because she saw the evil skydivers there, and she put one and four and pie together. And she <laughs> takes her gun out of her Coca-Cola cabinet that's yep. above her fridge. Yeah. Why her Coca-Cola's not in her fridge to stay cold, I don't know. Because she only has limited space in her room. She's got a six-pack in there, and all the bulk is in the cabinet. Yeah. She cycles it out as right. needed. <sighs> she buys 24 at a time. She's on a skydiver budget. Are you telling me that she uses FIFO first in, first out? Oh, absolutely. There's yeah. no that's way. That's the skydiver life, all right? <laughs> Seriously, you have a camper and you live FIFO. <laughs> so she takes out her tiny little gun and she goes after the bad guys and stows away on their branded jet. She does, in fact, load it with peas. <laughs> Wesley, that is a reference to the fact that this is not an intimidating gun <laughs> at all. Right. It, it barely extends further than the fist you have to make to grasp it in your hand. <laughs> like, it's almost a Derringer? Yeah. That's how small it is. <laughs> almost it's a almost a Derringer. Yeah. And what's great is none of the bad guys are intimidated in the slightest no, by this they gun. They are really not. not. Uh, Gary Busey just straight tackles her. Yeah. Gun in hand. Meanwhile, Wesley Snipes gets the crew together, and they get an old drunkie's plane, and they're going to chase after him. But now, what's great is is this is going on as the fabled July 4th DC yeah. drop zone is going on, which I got to say actually looks super impressive. Yeah, All no. of the skydivers are doing these amazing maneuvers. Uh, it's nighttime with fireworks, and I know what you're thinking. How do they see the skydivers? Simple. Tron uniforms. That's they are right. all wearing glow sticks yeah. all up in them. In 1994, there wasn't a problem you couldn't solve with glow sticks. <laughs> that <laughs> is they're all, true. And they've all got streamers on their legs. Yeah. And the I feet guess, streamers, that's where I was sold. Like, some, before uh, that, it was a little bit Tron-y. But right. They've got the feet, feet streamers, streamers and some. Uh, they've got some clickety-clacks on their back wheel. Yeah, they're dressed yeah. up as glow-in-the-dark huffies. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all about it. It is real delightful. Uh, and so they're all doing this big giant 24-pointed red, white, and blue star flying to the sky. Fireworks are going off at our nation's capital. And Wesley Snipes uh, is up in the drunk lady's plane. And they look and they see that Yancey Butler has... Uh, so she's on the bad guy's plane. All right. There's 24 people skydiving. They're going all over the <laughs> wow, place. Wow. Red, white, and blue. And then Yancey Butler's on the bad guy's branded plane. And she gets caught. And then they've got her in the door. They, she kicks the one guy in the face. She's not going down without a fight. Instead, she just straight up jumps out of the fucking well, plane. Because Gary Busey dares her to. Yeah. Double dog dares her, Double if I dog. recall. Yeah. But she jumps and she grabs the foot rail. Yeah. That's right. Then everyone just skydives right past her. Yep. And it's up to Wesley Snipes, the least experienced skydiver. Well, Wesley Snipes says something that must have made sense in the director's cut, but he says, I'm going out after her. And they're like, that's too dangerous. He's like, nah, it's the only trick I know. Which, yeah. what are you talking about? You have been shown you zero tricks. You don't know tricks. any tricks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was clearly edited for time, Wesley Snipes. Well, to be fair, I just put this together. He starts zooming in. She lets go. He grabs her with his legs like she did to him earlier. Ah, he pulls the chute and then they land. Man, man. Then swoops and bald mustache catch up to them. And now they're a crime fighting team. Yeah, and yeah. that is amazing. Yeah. They land on the top of the uh, DEA's national head office. Yeah. Uh, they open the door to a bad guy who shoots bald mustache clean through the shoulder. Yeah. Oh no! I mean, it's a flesh wound, but damn. Yeah, yeah it's but, cold-blooded. But now Swoop is out of the game because he got to take care of Bald Mustache. Yeah. Meantime, Wesley Snipes has an awesome, like, stairwell fight with this dude. And it's really vigorous. Yeah. There are a lot of knees to the chest in It's that brutal. Fight. Oh, yeah, it's like some kickboxing Muay Thai yeah. shit. 
Like there's because a lot it's of all elbows incredibly and knees. cramped. Yeah, nice close quarters combat. Yeah, much like a lot of the the best sort of sort of like martial art sequence, the environment provides a lot of opportunity yeah. for both defense and attack. Yeah, uh, they're jumping over railings. They're using the stairs to their advantage and putting the other guy on the back foot. And eventually and they roll down the, the stairs. the fucking three stoogiest, yeah. dumbest way possible. You roll down the stairs, one of you's dead, one of you's not. There's a couple of security guards in, I guess, the lobby level watching some Star Trek talking about wigs. Yeah. And one of the security guards finally, it looks like, breaks the scene and just says, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, because he's like, yeah, they already had bad wigs on this show. Everyone had bad wigs. And the guy's like, not Spock. He had the ears, and that's when the guy's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, idiot? What do you mean? Uh, now, there is a third security guard on the, I guess, upper level? She's yeah. in the lunchroom. She's sure. in the break room. Yeah, because she's sweet... making that big pickle sandwich. Well, because there is a sign that says all perishables must be removed by the end of the week. And, and by she... by removed, we yeah. mean make a dagwich. Yeah. <laughs> she makes a big-ass moons over my hammy dagwich yeah. sandwich with all of the mustard. She all sque- of it. She squeezes out like half a bottle of French's on this thing. Uh, and then Which you may be thinking, but mustard's not perishable. Yes, we know. That's just there for the dag witches. The mustard's there all the time. She leaves out a jar of mayonnaise and a loaf of bread and just walks away. Yeah, because at this point they have tripped the security system, so they know something's going up on the upper level, so they send her to investigate... Right. She and so, uh, makes it to she she's going to the twenty fourth floor, but they somehow intercept her elevator and put it at like the twenty second floor. Yeah, they put a main line into the dongle and switch the Mark, ram you into idiot. the You have no idea what you're talking about. They jacked into the system, <laughs> they found the neural nub at the center of the hi fi. They broke the encryption with some decrypt key codes. They put the UHF into the USB, and then there's an HDMI. Uh, no. Pardon no. me First while off, I wipe the blood out of my ears. They took their component. They put in a hard mod to output RGB. Whoa, whoa, whose component? Tra- <laughs> whose component, buddy? That's my wife you're talking about. <laughs> oh, it's the, <laughs> it's the flaming lips. <laughs> That's who it is. It's the flaming lips. Yep, she can't eat my jelly with some fight tests. The flaming lips. And this is the part where Gary Busey battles Roy Cohn's band himself, the flaming hips. <laughs> Gary Busey battles Yoshimi battling pig robots. <laughs> So Gary Busey takes Gary Busey and his crony take the uh, 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 security guard lady hostage with the sandwich, and they're like, "Tell everyone everything's okay." And she's now like, Gary Busey is incredible to watch in this scene. Because he's so charming at first. He, yeah, he does this thing where he he looks her in the eye and he calms her down. He's just like, "Hey, hey, look, it's gonna be fine. Just why don't you just call him and tell him everything's fine?" Like he makes it her decision, yeah, which is yeah. a really brilliant psychological game. And she Stockholm's immediately. She's like, "Everything's fine." Yep. And then he says, you're dismissed, and shoots her in the chest. Which is just unforgivable. It's just so Like, it made me so unreasonably angry. Character I don't even know know the name of. Well, if nothing else, it's Harmont (laughs) Creef. No, I mean the security guard. That's Joanna. Yeah. And she only is halfway through that sandwich. Yeah. That's, that's true. the true tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't finish yeah. the sandwich. That Dagwitch is left on the floor. Oh. So, uh, meanwhile, Yancey Butler uh, is getting into a lady fight with. Yeah, well, she, she, goes, has, she, she rides down a window washer yeah. uh, platform, which those are very ubiquitous. They are whatever everywhere. Town they are. And then she finds the girlfriend of her ex husband. 
Right, and they have sort of a, a, a knockdown. They have a out. delightful yeah, fight. They do. Yeah, they're awesome. real good. They're like clotheslining each yeah. other, like because each other face. Uh, and the like the bad girl jumps through a window at one point. No, no, no other way around. What it was was uh, so evil. The the evil henchman yeah. is shooting the window to try to get her down. She grabs some of uh, the uh, uh, it's window washing. It's hench person. Yeah, oh, you're right. Hench person. Yeah, no. Yancey Butler does the like uh, swing through the glass and hit her, but then. Later, the henchman jumps like over a cubicle and tackles Again, hench person, you're the last person oh, to learn yeah, this, so you are person. therefore a monster and Yeah, evil. I am. I might as well vote. Wrong. I get to make myself feel good by bringing you down for using the wrong word, even though your intentions were certainly not malicious, and had we taken the time to explain this to you, you would have agreed to it immediately. We're gonna get hate mail. Hate mail. <laughs> Audience, write in your hate mail. <laughs> John's trying to get us posted on Breitbart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We don't believe in safe space here in this podcast. (laughs) To be fair, fair, there's some places in Chicago right now who are very famously do not believe in safe space or trigger warnings. Thanks, University of Chicago. (laughs) We first loved you for Milton. Fuck you, Friedman. And now you've given us this. <laughs> so, uh, so Wesley Snipes uh, finally tracks down Gary Busey, and it's time for them to have their well, epic. Gary Busey finds Yancey Butler. Right, that's right. So, yeah, uh, Wesley uh, Snipes guys, tracks uh, down right, Lady. I'm, whoa, uh, point of order. Oh, yeah. We glossed over an incredible kill. We're coming back for no, that. No, we're coming back. We're okay, coming yeah, Let's yeah. just right. save them, because we're going to really take the time with them later. <laughs> yeah. All right, so people are dead, folks at home. Yeah, hench, hench, hench people, hench people have been exterminated. Yeah, they have <laughs> viciously. So, so Busey has Yancey Butler hostage, and Snipes has a uh, cute prisoner hacker, His Michael Jeter, Mister Leedy, and I don't know why you find him so adorable. He's just a cute little old man. I think it's because he was on Sesame Street. <laughs> Because all he cares about is his cats and not having enough fingers. <laughs> Those are his two defining qualities. Uh, yeah. So anyways, it comes down to like a... Uh, a Mexican standoff. Yeah, a Mexican standoff. got each other. And then they sort of like go after each other. That's what they called this episode on Breitbart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so... So, yeah, uh, they're in that standoff. Please direct all of your hexes and ill wishes to yeah. one Patrick Bromley. <laughs> all of your curses, all of your spells. <laughs> so they, they get this, like, sort of, like, mini shootout. Uh, well, they're, yeah. They're yeah, firing at each... Yeah, the cops sort of come... Hold on, the, because this is a very is important, important yeah. part. So they're having a Mexican standoff trying to outmaneuver each one with a verbal sparring. Meanwhile, the police have been alerted because the alarms have just yeah. not stopped going off. Now the cops come up and they start pointing guns at Gary Busey and Wesley Snipes at hostages all. Yeah. Uh, Wesley Snipes starts pointing guns every which way, as does Gary Busey. The cops take a calculated moment and shoot, of course, the black guy. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. Because they really systemic do. racism has been a problem in our country for hundreds of years. Yeah. They look at Gary Busey, the man giant with more teeth than a horse. <laughs> They say, no problem here, guys. He looks like he's on the up and up. Yeah. Let's shoot the black guy who is clearly a cop saying, it's okay. I'm a cop. I'm a cop. Yeah. 
<laughs> shoot him! <laughs> yeah. And they do. Uh, and so then they like there's this sweet battle like a sweet gunfight between Busey and Snipes where they're literally f- two feet away, away from, from each, each other, other. <laughs> firing over computer consoles the same desk they're firing over the same desk and then we get an awesome like John Woo like real Mexican stand up gun each one with a gun in the face and it's just this awesome stand up it is incredibly tense and Hans Zimmer's fucking Night Ranger score yeah. <laughs> ramps up and then Wesley Snipes pulls the trigger click no more bullets and Gary Busey gets a beautiful shit eating grin oh yes. he shows you this all of his horse tea yep all... he's so white you think it's going super saiyan so here's the thing you, I mean they're horse teeth that they look like horse teeth I think they're more like shark teeth in the sense that there's just row upon row <laughs> upon row of teeth and like anytime he loses one the other one just gets pushed Move forward, forward to take its place also if Gary Busey stops moving he'll die <laughs> just like a shark uh, so Gary Busey flashes this um, just smarmy incredibly punchable smile yeah. this feces devouring grin yeah. right and the score heightens to an epic crescendo. He pulls the trigger. Also, no more bullets. Clickety click click. Yep. And they both get really angry at each yeah. other. <laughs> and they have a real, like, very brief but very intense yeah. brawl. Yeah. And like Busey, Busey's a big guy, but he's not necessarily in shape. He's got a gut, yeah. and he's kind of older. And Wesley Snipes is clearly in great shape, but he's letting himself get his ass beat yeah. by a giant Busey. Uh, until finally he's had too much and he grabs Busey and he leaps him out the window. Yeah, they jump out the window. And they free fall to the ground and he lets go of Busey and he pulls a chute and he floats off. Leaving Busey to careen into the... Oh my goodness, this Busey death. This is, I mean, this is a beautiful, (laughs) beautiful thing. Busey... Uh, in front of the greatest green screen ever. Yeah. He is going face first into the pavement. Yeah. He's yeah, directly straight down, free fall, you know, terminal velocity. Uh, and then somehow... At the last minute, I guess he pulls up hard enough <laughs> and goes perpendicular to their getaway car and smashes directly into the windshield. Well, what I'm thinking is maybe, like, the getaway car is driving so fast it just hits Busey. No, because Busey is Superman perpendicular to the ground. Yeah, he really is perpendicular. Yeah, he literally <laughs> fists he really forward, is. dives through the windshield. Yeah. Gary Busey goes from uh, stunt guy to green screen to clear yeah. dummy to perpendicular through the windshield. Yeah, yeah, the only step they missed was terrible clay doll with two long arms. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and then he gets smashed in his car and he's dead and that's pretty much the end. Like, uh, Snipes gets taken out. No, well, sort of like Snipes breaks his legs on the way down and he's he's on the stretcher and everyone's like, oh man, you really saved the day and everything. Yeah. And he's like, oh they, yeah. They do the fade out and the fade back. The police have arrived. They're yeah. playing that wacky end of movie yeah. music where everyone's trying to explain what happened. And then he looks off and he sees Leedy yeah. wearing a DEA jacket trying to sneak away. No, who's going to stop him? All of our characters are on the ground and too far away to do anything. There's only one man. Swoop! <laughs> he leaps, base jumps off the building, pulls his parachute, comes down like a fucking falcon, and tackles Lady to the ground. And not only does he open his parachute, he doesn't pull a cord or anything. His parachute's already been deployed. He literally fluffs it out like a fucking blanket. Yeah, that's right. He just runs off. And holds it in place like a goddamn maniac, yeah. he-man, beautiful son of a bitch. 
I'm gonna kiss Swoop yeah. <laughs> right on the mouth. Because again, those beautiful, beautiful movie executives yeah. took one look at this movie and said, "Nah, Swoops needs to have a hero moment." The fact that they didn't make a Drop Zone Two Swoop Revenge, <laughs> yeah, like, swooping again. Yeah. <laughs> Swoops into theaters this July. Swooping the high life again. Man. It's by the There's still time, guys. Song. There's still time. Swoop, 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 I hope you both die in a fire. And that's pretty much the end of the movie. Yeah, then you just got like a setting sun and some weird... Yeah, Jesse, like, uh, Jesse goes to Wesley Snipes and uh, is just like, oh my goodness, Wesley Snipes, we made it through the whole movie. And he's like, I know, this is great, isn't it? Yeah, and then we're done. Yeah, yeah and we that's it. A Credits. setting sun and some silhouettes dancing in front of it. Some silhouettes base diving and floating yeah. in midair. Yeah. And more some... in excess. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Guys, what are we waiting for? More importantly, what are we hating for? <laughs> Such a good question. These are our times. These are our crimes. These are the lyrics to the in excess song that closes out the 1994 hit film, Drop Zone. Not a hit. $45 million budget. $28 million gross. Ooh. Still made more money than the... Uh, the, the the deep impact to Drop Zone's Armageddon. I'm talking, of course, about the Charlie Sheen uh, skydiving movie, Terminal Velocity. Ooh. $50 million budget, $12 million gross. <laughs> Wesley Snipes wins, as he always does. This is the sound of my fist on a chair. I stole John Hodgman's bit. Yeah, we'll be right back. We'll be right back with bullet points. Bullet points! And we are back with our very first bullet point, body count. Body counts. Patrick, what do you think the body count of this movie is? Oh, man. Uh, There's like a good four or five people on the plane, and then a couple of henchmen. I'm going to go with like 12. John, body count. I'm going to go pure single digit. I'm thinking eight. Hmm. Patrick, you are so close. Am I? I thought for sure you were going to get it on the head, and that was going to be the first time anyone got it. Uh, it's you would have gotten our prize. Oh. It's it's just a copy of the podcast. Oh. <laughs> a free copy of the podcast. Ooh. On wax cylinder. Yes. Play it only on your Edison Electrola. That's right. Take out your recording of Mary Had a Little Lamb yeah. and put in the new hotness. <laughs> it's actually recorded onto a player piano roll. Oh. Nice. <laughs> uh, the answer is 15. 15 is 15, the body count. Nice. Uh, nice. Yeah, that's it. It's lower than our usual body count. Lower than both Lethal Weapon and Power Rangers. <laughs> um, but still, I think a pretty solid body yeah. count for this movie. I think they make up for it by just having an... Like, every fight scene is incredibly visceral. Yeah. Well, 15 quality kills. Yeah. That's very yeah. important. Uh, you're not just blowing up some uh, some some henchmen somewhere with a grenade or something. Right, exactly. <laughs> Each kill is given its own yeah. time and uh, space to breathe. Yeah. So you can really get the aroma about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of a, a, a killologist, if you will. Yeah. Um, a, a doctor of killology? Yeah. Uh, That's right, police. All the unsolved serial killers. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I mean, like, I'm a sommelier, but for killing. <laughs> yes, and that's, that's right, police. No, no. It's the Flaming Lips. <laughs> Moving on to our next bullet point. Best kill. Best kill. John, best kill. 
Uh, my best kill happens relatively early in the movie. It's basically one of the, the henchmen, uh, Wesley Snipes, kind of figures out who he is. Uh, Gary Busey is paying off some FBI informants, which really calls into the question why they need to skydive on top of DEA buildings to get records when he's already so well-connected with <laughs> all of the law enforcement. He could just slip him an extra hundred and say, give me a list of all your men. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so Busey has to take this guy out before he compromises the entire operation. And the way they do that is they're doing one of their for funsies practice dives. Busey grabs onto this guy's chute as he's falling. And the guy's like, hey, man, cut it out. This is playful fun. This is just a little bit of fun skydiver. Te- Are you going to gift wrap me? Ho, ho, ho. And he grabs onto it with, like, his feet. Yeah. Like, his toes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gary Busey is a bird of prey, and he is not letting go. He has opposable toe thumbs, <laughs> like an ape. Uh, so he basically steers this guy directly into a power transformer and electrocutes the shit out of him. Oh, yeah. It is awesome. And then he lands and could not be more excited about having killed that guy. <laughs> Yeah. He does a couple of good claps, a couple of really great woos. And yeah, was he, just pulls like, a, he pulls a nature boy, Ric Flair. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> uh, it is just both the build-up, the execution, and the aftermath is all absolutely 100% insane forever. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, best kill. My kill comes later in the movie during the climax, and it's during the awesome fight between Yancey Butler and... And Kara, the evil lady hench uh, person, and they're having their sweet hand-to-hand combat fight, and there's clothesline, punching, kicking, and finally they get into this office area, and they start fighting around a copy machine, and Yancey takes a couple faces into the uh, into the machine. And the then, entire time we are chanting, show the Xerox, show, show the, the Xerox, Xerox, show right. the Xerox. And finally Yancey Butler pulls a sweet reverse and slams this lady's face like six times through the glass yeah. of the copy machine. She literally bludgeons her to death with a Xerox yeah. machine. And then like closes the lid onto her yeah. corpse. Yep. Well, yeah. you want to get the, the light right. And yeah. it was at this point that I was, the camera starts to move away and I'm like, oh, they're never going to show the Xeroxes now. Nope, they had to shoot a whole new insert for <laughs> it. And you get to see like seven of them print out. Yeah. <laughs> My only regret was that they were black and white and not in color. But what is great is you hear that sound effect played throughout the rest of the other scene, which has nothing to do with (laughs) it. Because somebody hit 100. Still copying. Patrick, best kill! Alright, now, this is first, it's the best kill because it's from the best character, Swoop, who gets cornered on the roof by uh, the blonde henchman. He looks vaguely Nordic, but has a southern accent. It was very confusing. In any case, he gets... Oh, you mean Thor. (laughs) Thor. He gets a swoop over onto one of the, like, other random 900 window-washing rigs that are on this building. And then Swoop manages to, like, wrap a little bit of cord around his neck. And, uh, uh, bald and mustached, manages to get up, even though he's bleeding out of the shoulder, and come to Swoop's rescue while he's getting punched, and pull the guy's, uh, the henchman's... Uh, uh, parachute, which then completely inflates and drags the dude back up with the cord around his neck and reverse hangs him on top of a building. And then we hear his neck break and he's just hanging up there. Just floating there. He's flying like a big dead guy kite. (laughs) It's the best. And then Benjamin Franklin attached a key to him and that's how we got electricity. Oh shit, Benjamin Button was in this movie? No way. (laughs) That's right. I thought I saw a character aging in reverse in the background. (laughs) 
long do you think they kept that up there? I, my guess is weeks. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, you know, as a statement to the other would-be DEA thieves. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Five bucks to take a picture with the dead guy, Kai. <laughs> we keep him up there like Captain Kidd. And we erase the federal deficit overnight. <laughs> Good work, Bill Clinton. <laughs> Moving on. I will say that is no? well, that is oh. something that this uh, this movie is desperately missing. I thought for sure there was going to be a rockin' sunglass-wearing Bill Clinton cameo. <laughs> they were setting it up. They were in D.C. Wesley Snipes goes into the Capitol building. I was just waiting for Clinton to saunter in at the end of the movie and just, well, good job, guys. You certainly dropped into this zone. That was uh, Ronald, Ronald Reagan. Reagan. Ronald Reagan and a half. <laughs> Doing his best Bill Clinton impersonation. Reagan not known for his impersonation. Oh, boy, I'll just go in here and play some of that saxophone for the youth vote. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> now he's Canadian. Yeah, that's Ronald Reagan doing oh. Justin Trudeau. Oh, man. I'd have been happy with just like a James Carville cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I don't know. I'm going with John here. Clinton shows up at the end like uh, Sean Connery shows up at the end of Robin Hood. <laughs> he just kisses Yancey Butler for no reason. It's very uncomfortable. I've got, this guy, Ken, I've got this guy, Ken Starr, that won't leave me alone. Maybe you can... Uh, that was more Jimmy Carter than that. Yeah. Yeah. A tour of presidents. <laughs> do Taft. Do Taft. Don't ask what you can do for your Taft. <laughs> Ask what your Taft can, can do, do for, for you. you. Invent the the very first first pitch in baseball to prove that you're not just a useless fat piece. <laughs> That's a real story. Look it up oh, sometime. Nice, nice. Moving on. War crimes. War crimes. Patrick Timbusum. War crimes. I'm gonna have to go. And I mean, I realize this was pre 9/11. But blowing a hole in the side of a passenger jet. Yeah, that was yeah. a misdemeanor at best in the uh, <laughs> days of 2000. Look, there's two things everyone knows about 90s movies. It's the only time anyone ever goes to the bathroom. <laughs> and it's the only time that blowing up a plane is okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, traffic violation, practically. <laughs> also, like, the plane gets a call from the terrorists just being like, Hey, heads up, I'm hijacking your plane. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's all going to be fine. And they're like... Should we maybe just, like, tell the fucking Sky Marshal or something? Yeah. I mean, don't radio the tower or alert any other authorities. No, no. I'm sure this one guy's got it handled. It'll be fine. John, tell me about some war crimes. I'm probably going to go for what basically hinges the crucial plot of this movie, which is uh, dropping onto government buildings and stealing away their information. That is some high treason espionage going on there. Right. Granted, they're selling it not to a nation, but certainly to an enemy combatant because we were definitely having a war on drugs. Yeah, we yep. were. Yeah. And this is back before the government used to drop in on our own houses and steal our own information. I would be so okay with that if they drop zoned. I know, right? <laughs> like, I would be high-fiving everyone forever if that you was going on. You're just hanging out and then a bunch of sweet extreme sportsmen burst through your window. <laughs> and started reading your emails. <laughs> and you're just like, who wants beers? <laughs> and they're like, you're dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll take that sandwich thing. I know, right? <laughs> and his last words, we're not my Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark, war crimes. Uh, I'm gonna have to to go with. Uh, it's 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 the flaming lips. No. Um, uh, I yes, the flaming lips are the worst war crime ever inflicted uh, upon humanity. Uh, you know what? Listen to their fucking 
uh, Dark Side of the Moon cover album, and you will agree that is a fucking war crime and a half. Uh, no, uh, I'm probably going to have to go with the fact that a former DEA agent yeah. who was honorably discharged uh, is now selling enemy secrets and not, not, not selling our secrets to our enemies. He's giving up, divulging the names and identities of undercover DEA agents around the world. Yeah. These are guys who are working in like the heroin trade, probably in, in Asia. They're working in the opium trade in Afghanistan. They're working in that weird fucking arcade machine brainwashing division. Yeah, they're doing yeah. all that. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's that kind of plays into both what you guys are saying. Also, I'd have to say uh, that we didn't get a swoop standalone movie? That's sure. kind that of the biggest war crime. war crime. Yeah. I'm surprised that nobody touched the fact that Wesley Snipes, while on suspension, did an undercover <laughs> operation. That's what they call it in the movie, not a vigilante action yeah. resulting in the death of about a half a dozen people. Yeah. But no, just a harmless, oh, buddy. Oh, I mean, he caught the bad guy, right? <laughs> did he or did he throw him to the ground and through a car window? This is a 90s action movie, John. Is there a difference? <laughs> yeah. Is this an action movie? Patrick, is this an action movie? I mean, there's a lot of jumping. So I kind of <laughs> want to parse it for a minute. But yeah, I'm going to go with yeah. Because all the close combat fighting's just so good. And all the deaths are just so good. It was really hard to pick a good, yeah. like, best kill. John, is this an action movie? I'm going to say yes. Uh, the only reservation I have about it, uh, the only reason I can't get fully 100% enthusiastic is that the middle section is real choppy. Yeah. Uh, the plot really stops making sense, and it is just, like, montages of, like, really awesome underground skydiving video that would, like, be playing with death metal licks yeah. in your video store. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mixed with like incomprehensible bar scenes where people are talking around the plot, and it's just, it really almost lost me in that middle. I was getting really impatient, but boy, howdy, did it bring me back with that last drop zone. It pays off with the yeah. last drop zone. Drop zone! I mean, it doesn't like pay off because like nothing is set up in the middle that True. pays off in that. True. It just gets good again. Yeah. Valid, valid. Mark. Swelling is, of awesome. Is this an action movie? Yeah, man, of course this is an action movie. It's so much action. There's skydiving, jumping through fucking planes, people getting killed, punched, kicked, shot, exploded, thrown through cars, Xerox face murdered. Oh, man, some guy gets a fucking fluorescent light thrown in his yeah. eyes. Yeah, this is an action there's movie. There's so many classy Tech Nines. Oh, yeah, it's just so many classic The 90 bad guy gun of choice. And they all, like, shoot for two seconds, don't hit anything, and then run out of bullets, which is why you only saw the Tech 9 for, like, two years. Yeah. <laughs> but you did get to have that really cool oversized clip reload. Yeah, right. Oh, John, final review of Drop Zone. Who I give it three and a half swoop swoop de loops. Patrick, final review of Drop Zone. Have you ever looked at a bird on the wing and wondered what that was like? Well, now I know! Show's <laughs> really intense! We're gonna put up a text alert for people to turn down their volume. <laughs> it's a podcast, a text alert will do nothing. Audience, write in with your phone numbers so that we can text you at the appropriate time with the alert warning you to, in the past, have already turned down your volume. <laughs> 
Mark, your final review of Drop Zone. I give this 66 drops, 34 zones, and one flaming lips out of flaming lips. <laughs> it's the flaming lips. I know who that band is now, and I'll never forget. That's right. He realizes who didn't fight the robots on the dark side of the moon because you gotta have four stereos to play this CD. That's right. There's a... Uh... <laughs> Bonus episode We Hate the Flaming Lips <laughs> yeah, Starring right. Mark Rosenthal Patrick Bromley And John as the kid <laughs> I like that you're playing Prince's character in Purple Rain <laughs> Absolutely I also like that he doesn't have a last name <laughs> John as John the as kid. the kid <laughs> Oh shit, who's this mysterious kid character? Guys, I got Who's this mysterious John? I've got a confession to make. That's not the pure water of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> no! I took off my top for nothing! I'm gonna vroom vroom right away on my motorcycle. Will you take me with you? Absolutely not, Apollonia. I gotta learn a lesson about listening to other people's creative input. <laughs> I'm Mark Rosendahl. I am Patrick Bromley. I do not dare to call myself the prince because that is untouchable, so I am still John Rooney. And this has been another episode of Body Counts and Beers. Thank you very much. Keep listening and good night. Drops out! Body Counts and Beer is Patrick, Passenger 57 Bromley, John, Murder at 1600 Rooney, and Mark, Demolition Man Rosendahl. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere fine podcasts are purveyed. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.